Well, good morning, and can I welcome you to the third part of our Confluent journey this year, A Matter of Time. We began together on Thursday night around the last supper and the table of the Lord, thinking about the night, the darkness that surrounds us and the darkness within us. And then on Friday, we were gathered around the cross together to think about the darkest hour, the place that Jesus went to so that we would never have to. And this morning, we come to an empty tomb to think about the dawn. So we're going to hear from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, <coughs> and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, <coughs> and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Greetings. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Lord Jesus, we stand in awe and wonder this morning. Not just because you are alive, but because you live, we also can live. Because you are alive, hope is alive. Forgiveness is real. Your promise is true. Because of this one thing, he is not here. He is risen. And we thank you, Lord, for the truth of this weekend and the truth of this morning. And pray for each and every one of us that this morning might be an encounter with you afresh. That we might, Jesus, meet with you here in a new and a real way. That you might touch us, Lord, in those places that feel cold and dead and lost and gone. That hope might live again. And that we might taste again of your power, of your grace and of your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats together. Are you a morning person? Oh, none of you. None of Bethel. Which is, oh, somebody is good. Which kind of explains why we're often on Bethel time on a Sunday. Nobody here. I'm a kind of a, a morning person. I don't know if I was before we had kids, but kids got me into that rhythm, and now I'm a morning person. I actually think it's the best part of the day. It's nice and warm. There's light around. The birds are singing. The kids are still in bed. It's great. It's the, the best part of the day. And that kind of time in the morning has a sense of possibility, doesn't it? of potential. What will today bring? What will today hold? 
if you're not a morning person, what are the things that you would get up early for? I mean, sometimes we have to do it, don't we? If we've got a, a red-eye flight where we've got to get somewhere early, or we've got a holiday booked, or we're planning to see people, we can get up early when we need to for something. And Matthew takes pains to tell us that it was at dawn on the first day of the week. See, they couldn't come to the tomb on, on the Sabbath. There were laws that restricted what they could do, how far they could travel, and they weren't allowed to work. And so, despite the fact that their world had come crashing down, that they'd seen Jesus crucified and die on a cross, and these women had seen where he was buried. They knew exactly where the tomb was. Despite all of that, they rest on the Sabbath, a long 24 hours. It's sometimes called Black Saturday. What do you do when everything you hoped for comes crashing down? But at dawn, see, the first chance they get, they come to the tomb. First thing in the morning. And Matthew doesn't just tell us that it was dawn. He also tells us that it was the first day of the week. There's an ancient question that the rabbis would often ask, uh, ask each other. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, there are these six days of God creating. And then on the seventh day, God rested. And the rabbis used to ask each other, so what did God do on day eight? What did God do after he rested? And I love the thought that there was this glimmer of hope in these women's hearts and minds what if this is really the day after the Sabbath? What if Jesus is not dead, but he's resting? He's waiting to wake up and to continue his work. And they came to the tomb weeping, and they leave worshipping. They come expecting just to remember, and what they get is a reunion. They expect death, and they get life. That's what Jesus does, isn't it? How many times have we gone into a situation expecting the worst, and then Jesus has just done something? How many times have we gathered for a funeral to say goodbye and to pay tribute to someone that we love dearly and come with heavy hearts, sort of tentatively, and then Jesus reminds us of all that he's done, and that in him, when we expect life, we get... And when we expect death, we, we get life, and we actually leave excited. We leave happy. We leave rejoicing. Jesus does this. Like early in the morning when those first sort of rays of sunlight creep over the horizon, and the light pushes back the darkness and kind of dances around the world and spreads itself out, that's what Jesus does. So this morning, I want to invite you to come and do something quite simple. Here on the table at the front, we have a, a black piece of wood with, with nails around the edge uh, and these pieces of, of colored ribbon, the colors of dawn. And I'd love you just to come and tie one end to one nail and then stretch it out across the darkness and tie it to another to symbolize the, the coming of light, the, the way that dawn kind of dances over the darkness and, and covers it with light. And I want you to do that in, in two ways. As you sit and as you tie, I want you to make that a prayer. A prayer for somewhere in the world that needs hope today. A prayer for something in your life that needs this hope, this undying, this resurrection hope. Maybe it's for someone you know. 
Maybe it's for someone you don't know in a place you haven't been. Or maybe it's for yourself today. Maybe you want to pray, Lord Jesus, I, I need this hope. There was one time when it was so bright and so real, so vivid, but right now it seems so, so far away. And this is what Jesus does. He brings light. He brings hope. brings truth. So we're going to sing together. And as we sing, as you're ready, please do come and sit. Take a piece of ribbon and, and tie it as a prayer. And sit and pray, Lord, bring your life, bring your light into the dark places in me and around me. Let's pray as we do this together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that this is a new day. That the hope that is in you is a living hope. That the hope we have is not based on something that we hope might happen, but is based on something that has happened. And so, Lord, today, would you shine that light afresh in our lives and bring your dawn, bring your new day. Maybe for some of us, it's, it's been a long time since we've encountered you. Maybe there are some of us here who come weeping today for all kinds of reasons. Maybe there are some of us who still hope, but it just feels like a beaten-up hope. Lord, would you restore what's been stolen? Would you revive what's been struggling? Would you breathe your life on us today? And in this prayer, in this moment, would you meet with us here? Today we stand at this dawn, and in the truth and the power and the hope that it brings, we look forward to another dawn, one day, every time, one day all people everywhere, one day, and although God today we choose you now, we thank you Lord for that day. And we thank you that your resurrection guarantees it, that it is not a matter of hope. It is simply a matter of time. This is not a time for weeping. This is a time for worship. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the simple truth that changes everything, that breaks the cycle of sin and death forever. He is not here. He is risen. Lord, might we live in this hope. Might we walk in this strength. Might we breathe out this truth as we seek to follow you and bring your light to a world in darkness, a world in need of hope. Do you make us carriers of this truth? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.